This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text is the gospel lesson. At the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. You may be seated. Dear Christians, it's the shortest gospel lesson that I can think of. And it's assigned to this day because today is the eighth day of the life of Jesus, the day he was circumcised. Now, I know that's not the reason you think we have this very short gospel lesson, right? You think, ah, we stayed up late last night so we can finally have a short sermon. Maybe we'll stay awake. And you did stay up late, right? Bringing in the good, the new year. Many people did, from Australia to New York City where the ball dropped. And many of us, even here in Lincoln, judging by the fireworks at midnight. For us, in one sense, New Year's Day is an end to the past and looking forward to the future. The promise of a new beginning, an opportunity to change the way things are. New Year's is a time we can leave behind all that we didn't like about 2022 and look forward to an unknown 2023. And in that way, New Year's It's kind of like a bridge between that past and the unknown future. And so it's good that you're here to begin a new year, here in God's house, here in the Holy Sanctuary. And ironically, when we gather here for church on New Year's Day, our gospel lesson fits this time of the year, perfectly. In that short gospel lesson, we hear of the circumcision and naming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just as New Year's bridges the past and the future, so too does the circumcision of Christ. It bridges the past and the law in the history of Israel with the future of salvation and peace and joy in our Lord. Now, as we already mentioned, Luke tells us that our gospel lesson takes place on the eighth day after Jesus was born. The number eight is no small thing. The number eight is an important number that brings us all the way back to the creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And how long did it take him to do it? Well, not eight days. Six. Six days he made all that we know and see by the power of his word. And then he rested on the seventh day. And ever since that time, the day that came after it, the number eight came to mean re-creation, 
came to mean eternity, came to mean all the time caught up together in one, one more than the amount of time God took to create the world. You even see this in math. The number for infinity, for eternity, forever, is the number eight turned sideways. And so it is that the number eight became important. And it's after this, in the life of Jesus, that we see the number eight fulfilled. In St. John's Gospel, he's very good at numbering the days. We see Jesus arrested and finally crucified on the sixth day, Friday, Good Friday. We see Jesus rest in the tomb on the seventh day, Saturday. We see Jesus rise to live and reign forever, world without end, on the eighth day. The eighth day, the number of eternity. And to teach this, God, all the way back in Leviticus, commanded that on the eighth day, every newborn infant in all of Israel, the newborn males, that is, should be circumcised. Why? To look forward to that great eighth day when Jesus would rise from the dead. To look forward to eternity. To remind people living in the past what their future would hold. And it's to bridge that past and that future that Jesus is circumcised on the eighth day. Circumcised to fulfill God's word that had come before and to point forward to what hope we have for all eternity. To teach us about what Jesus has accomplished. Because Jesus fulfilled that law in the past, Now your eternity is assured. And it's for that reason, too, that on the eighth day, when he's circumcised, Jesus is also given his name. A name that teaches us who he is, what he does, and what we ought to look for in him. He's named Jesus. We kind of just glance over that name. We kind of ignore that fact. But that name is very, very important. Jesus is the English version of the Hebrew name Joshua. And Joshua means the Lord saves. In fact, you can see on the front of your cover of the bulletin this morning, the Hebrew word, the Hebrew name, Joshua, made of two parts. Yah, short for the name of the Lord, and Shua, meaning salvation or saves. The Lord saves. That's what Jesus comes to do. To put an end to the past, all the sin, the death, the suffering, the struggles. And to save us so that moving forward, we have peace and joy and comfort. What does Jesus save us from? He saves us from sin. 
And we did need saving, didn't we? You see, we had not fulfilled God's law in the past. Not long after God created the world in seven days, mankind messed that world up, fell into sin, brought into this world so newly made death and the grave. Sin didn't just infect them, but was passed on generation after generation to us. We had and have broken God's law. Laws even more important than circumcision on the eighth day. We've broken God's law. Laws like the Ten Commandments that say, you shall not do this and you should do that. But we haven't. We've failed to love God, breaking the first table of the law. We failed to love our neighbors, breaking the second table of the law. We've sinned. We fall short. God demanded perfection, complete and total perfection. We haven't even gotten 50%. God didn't just demand some good or even mostly good. He demanded 100% perfection. We fell completely flat on our faces because of our sin. You in your sin were unable to fulfill the law. Even from your conception, you had fallen short. Your good works are but as dirty rags when compared with the holiness that God demands of you. And so you, like every human being that's come before you, deserved death. like all of those in the past have died, so too you will and should die. The death you deserve is not just an end here on earth, it's eternal death, separation from God with weeping and gnashing of teeth forever and ever. That's what we deserve. That's what's in the past. You deserving death. You being separated from God. That's what was. And then... To bridge that past with our present and future, God sent his Son. 
Son of God and Son of Mary. As foretold, born in Bethlehem, as God said he would be, named Jesus after his father, the Lord, and the task he would accomplish, salvation for you, the Lord saves. And now, as we celebrate this morning, circumcised on the eighth day, the day of eternity, the day we now celebrate a new year. Circumcision, well, we hardly have talked about that yet. Perhaps you think that's good. Maybe the very thought of circumcision makes you cringe just a little bit. But it's very, very important. Circumcision matters for your salvation. When Jesus is circumcised, Jesus bleeds. In fact, these are the very first drops of blood that Jesus sheds for you. Blood shed that's holy and perfect, sinless. Blood shed that fulfills all of the law and its demands from the past, from the present, and from the future. Blood shed to earn your salvation and your peace before God. The very first drops of blood that the Lord sheds begin his fulfillment of the law. And it all takes place on the day of recreation, the eighth day. And without the shedding of blood, there could be no forgiveness of your sin. The baby Jesus shed blood today. Blood that would be later expanded on as he would shed more than just a few tiny drops. Because after Jesus lived his perfect life in your place, he was arrested and crucified. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying about your salvation, accomplishing his name, he sweat drops of blood onto the ground. He was tied to a whipping post and scourged, whipped, mutilated, made bloody for your sin. As he hung on the cross, bleeding and dying, even as he had passed away, a spear pierced his side and water and blood poured out onto the ground. And that blood accomplished your salvation. That blood won your eternal life. The average human has between one and a half and two gallons of blood in their body. Christ poured his out for you. 
for your forgiveness, to fulfill his name, to set you free from your slavery to sin, to bridge your sinful past with your holy and righteous future. So that you could live according to the Ten Commandments in faith towards God and fervent love toward one another. So that you could live that way today, tomorrow, and forever. And so you will. Forever is a long time. Imagine millions and millions of new years basking in the glow of God's love. Today, we bridge from that past to what is ahead. Today, in the circumcision of our Lord, we are free. Free from what had gone wrong, free from what had constrained us, free to make a better future for ourselves in faith in Jesus Christ. Faith delivered in his word and sacraments. Faith that looks to Jesus on the cross, shedding his blood. Free to be Christians. In 2023, and for all of the years ahead. Last night, many were up late, thinking about the last year and looking forward to the next. What will it hold? No one knows. But of this, we can be certain. Christ is our salvation. He's shed his blood for us, and in him we have eternity. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.